All right, welcome to Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Your host, Justin, here once again. So thank you for tuning in today. Another bright and sunny day here in Indiana. Um, New year. I know people are probably already going through a lot of tough stuff, though. Um, It's hard. My family's going through it, too, as well. It's, uh, It's not easy. I'm not going to really get into it. But all we can really do is be positive, do our best, and try to prevail. That's my attitude anyways. Try to be strong and positive for my girls and hope everything works out in our favor. Alright, so I wanted to do something kind of fun, interesting, kind of a palate cleanser, maybe. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you'll hate it, I don't know, but let me know either way, message or comment or something. But I want to do a little segment called On This Day. And I figure I'll just grab a few notable things that happened on this day throughout history. Sounds kind of fun, right? I know, it's probably not a new idea, but oh well. I I, I think it'll be interesting. Alright, so, on this day, January 14th, the Continental Congress ratified uh, the Peace of Paris with Great Britain in 1784 which recognized the independence of the United States. That's kind of interesting, right? That's a cool little fact. Also, it was the first ever episode of the Today Show. It aired on this day in 1952, and of course it's still running today, one of the top five longest-running programs ever. It's pretty neat. Let's see. Uh, Oh, some of you should know this. This is a good one. I like this one. The Miami Dolphins beat the Washington at the time, Redskins, on this day in 1973 in Super Bowl VII. And that game solidified them becoming the first and only team to have an undefeated season. That is that is pretty sweet. Now fast forward to 2007, and uh, they kind of took a dump and went 1-15. But oh well, I mean, I think they won two back-to-back Super Bowls. They were they were they were pretty hot in the early 70s, that's for sure. And speaking of football, actually, I did win my fantasy league. That was a big feat for me because I have no idea what in the hell I'm doing. So, congrats to me. All right, so that concludes on this day this week. A couple of little uh tidbits to impress your friends at the bar or maybe you're not going to the bar because it seems like everyone's doing dry January lately. So, maybe impress your spouse or Rattle them off to your kids. I don't know. So, anyways, I hope that was enjoyable. It's kind of fun. Something I kind of want to try to do, I don't know, every week or every so often. Be kind of interesting. Okay, so what I kind of wanted to get into today, other than reciting random facts from history, was something that we have been seeing a lot in the news the past few weeks, maybe the past month or two, and that's this great resignation the U.S. seems to be going through. And everyone seems to be talking about. It's something that's been happening, I think, pretty much since the whole pandemic started with mass layoffs and furloughs and stuff. But now it's kind of continued into people quitting their jobs. You know, this this last summer and the last fall, it's just been kind of a really crazy time. I actually got a little statistic from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Ooh, that sounds very important. But anyways, they stated that over 4 million people a month here this last fall were quitting their jobs. So that's pretty significant. Quick thought, though. How do they come up with that number? Does every business, large and small, 
even, you know, Bilbo's Bakery report to the Bureau of Labor when someone quits? Like, that's an honest question I have. I don't, I don't know how that works. Do you have to report that stuff when people quit? I, I don't know. It just sounds so far-fetched, you know, that they're in the know of every business in the country. Also, maybe we should change the Great Resignation title to something more like the Quitpocalypse or something like that. I think more people would be uh, in tuned with it if it sounded like a zombie movie, maybe. I don't know. Okay, so anyways, so I started doing some research after I read that Bureau of... Bureau, it's such a weird word. But I I read that um, report, and I also read another article, and I was just doing a lot of research on this. I was trying to figure it out and understand it. And I kind of started getting annoyed The news and the media and all that have been really tooting their horns about this whole great resignation thing, right? And looking at that report from the Bureau of Labor, which actually that report was linked in another article on this website called computerworld.com, and they were just talking about the whole mass departure and the labor force and what's kind of going on with that and the reasons why and other stuff. It was kind of an opinion piece. But they were using that report to kind of show, oh, wow, look, 4.5 million plus people have quit their job in November of 2021. And yes, that sounds like a staggering amount of people when you think about it. But I thought to myself, well, if there's a report on who has quit their job, is there a report that the government does about hiring levels? Well, guess what? There is. They do have a report like that. And guess how many people were hired into the workforce in November of 2021? Now, remember, 4.5 million people quit in November. Well, 6.6 million people were hired in November of 2021. Yeah, crazy, right? And yes, I know jobs are created and lost and and there's new people coming into the workforce and there's people retiring from the workforce. So I know it, it really ebbs and flows, that whole scenario and whatnot. But over two million more people were hired in the same month than quit that just I don't know just nobody's talking about that nobody's mentioning that well yes 4.5 million people quit their jobs but 6.6 million people did get hired that same month like they're, they're just not saying that and I don't know why it seems more like a transition from some jobs to other jobs rather than a mass exit from the workforce, which I feel like that's the way they're trying to make it sound that everyone's becoming unemployed, like me, right? So, I don't know. Am I not understanding something here? Am I I stupid when it comes to this stuff? I don't typically look into reports like this. Maybe I'm not understanding stuff, but I'm literally looking at two different reports that look quite similar from the same website right in front of me, It seems pretty easy to understand, but I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. And just for reference, I decided to look up more figures. I wanted to see how different another year was compared to 2021. I thought, well, maybe it's a fluke year, right? So I looked at 2018, before the pandemic started, you know, before all the hubbub and all that, to see maybe if the numbers, if 2021's numbers were abnormal. Well, there was an average of 3.35 million quits per month in 2018. And the hires for 2018 averaged around 5.7 million a month. So, yes, there's a little over a million more people quitting in 2021 than 2018, which is a lot. But 
I mean, considering how many people are in the workforce, that doesn't sound like that much to me. And hires were down a bit back then as well. But the report also states that quits are pro-cyclical, meaning they typically rise when the economy expands and quits fall when the economy contracts. Those are the labor department's words. Those are not my words, just so we're clear. Um, So maybe the high level of people quitting is a good thing. It's showing that the economy is expanding and expansion is good, right? That's, That's how I would see it. And also, let me clarify a couple things here, because maybe you're sitting there saying to yourself, well, Justin, hires doesn't mean people working. That's just the amount of available jobs. Well, I thought of that possibility as well. So I looked into it. And according to the same Bureau of Labor, hires are defined as all additions to payroll during any given month. So that 6.6 million people in November of 2021 were all working employed people. So I guess my point is with all this reports and data and stuff is that the great resignation isn't as bad as the media makes it seem. At least that's how I see it. I mean, there's some concern, sure. I mean, we see signs all over town for help wanted, same-day interviews, get hired today, all that stuff in the post office, gas stations, even the grocery store. Hell, I mean, I was just at the grocery store the other day, and there were zero carts, so there must not have been a cart kid there. So I actually took it upon myself and went outside and rolled in about half a dozen carts into the grocery store a couple of times to kind of just leave some carts for people. So I do agree that there has been a swing away from certain types of jobs. You know, the pandemic assisted a lot of that. Retail, food service, hospitality have all kind of taken a a hit with those industries were pretty much closed down for months. The Computer World article also cited, you know, a few different things, work-life balance, employer treatment during the pandemic, as well as low pay and benefits as to why people have recently left their jobs. I'll link that in the description and I'll link those reports in the description too. So you can just kind of check them out and see what you think. So what are you going to do though, if you're a food server and you're only getting 10 hours a week? you're not paying your bills, you're not working full time. And I mean, you're probably going to quit, right? And yeah, I know. I mean, the government has been passing out Biden bucks pretty much all of 2021. But I really don't think that's enough money for people to just up and quit their job and stay home. As some people have kind of insinuated and thought that they're just living off of these government assistance. Sure, it supplements your income a bit. I mean, hell, we were even getting some of these checks at one point. Why? I have no idea. Um, Our house makes enough money that we don't need them, but they were sending them. So I'm assuming that I'm going to get a big fat bill come tax time to pay it all back. And that's another thing. I don't understand why they sent those checks out like that. That should have been something that people had to sign up for. Or maybe at least send one check and then say, hey, if you want these to keep coming, you need to register and confirm that you want them to come. Otherwise, they'll stop. I don't understand why they didn't do that. Instead, they just decided to flood everyone with $500 checks. It's stupid. But anyways, people constantly leave entry-level jobs. That's that's the whole point. Um, The turnover rate should be high. Those jobs probably have a low level of benefits. We know the pay is not great. It's not really up to par. And I think those jobs are really transitional jobs for a lot of people. Not everyone is going to get one of those jobs and make a career out of 
working at a fast food industry or working at a department store. You know, some do, of course. They work and they move up into management and other things, but I still don't think they really stay there. I mean, I remember working at Target when I was, I don't know, 18 or 19 years old, making $6.50 an hour. I worked there for like a year, and then I moved on to a construction job, and I, I more than doubled my hourly pay. And I think that's what a lot of people are still doing. Minimum wage here in Indiana is like, what, seven twenty-five an hour. I mean, ew, that kind of that kind of stings. It's that's not a lot of money. But we're also seeing a lot of fast food and and retail stores advertising upwards of fifteen bucks an hour, and they're still having a hard time finding workers. But I did have this thought the other day, and maybe ask yourself the same question: Would you rather work at McDonald's for fifteen dollars an hour? serving people and bussing tables and flipping burgers and working in a hot kitchen and your boss or your manager is right over your shoulder all the time? Or would you rather drive an Amazon delivery truck, be by yourself, deliver boxes, listen to music and jam out for $15 an hour? I think the choice is pretty easy to me. I don't know. I don't know. What What do you think of that? And I think, I think that that sector of jobs... I think a lot of people are transitioning possibly into those types of jobs, a lot of Amazon jobs, a lot of other jobs like that and getting away from this other, you know, fast food and retail business. It's interesting, though, that these companies are offering 15 bucks an hour, which still only equates to like $31,000 a year. When I was a mechanic before all of this, I remember making between 16 and $22 an hour, and I was expected to have a vast array of my own tools and a decent level of knowledge in diagnosing and repairing vehicles. And that industry is still that way. I don't see trade jobs, though, getting $7 an hour raises or big jumps in pay. I was actually just looking up jobs the other day on LinkedIn or something like that, mechanic jobs, and they're right still in that same range, a little bit more, you know, $20 to $30 an hour, which, I don't know, I think that's I think that's low for uh, for uh, a skilled labor job, but that's just my opinion, I guess. So the work-life balance is another aspect that drove people from certain jobs. Remember a few weeks ago when Doug was on and he talked about how he's able to work from home because the pandemic pushed him and his wife from an office building essentially into working from home. And he said that if his company require them to re-enter the office now on a daily basis that he would probably try to find a new job. And I think a lot of people say the same thing or they did that same thing. Why work for company A in an office when I can go work for company B, do the exact same thing and work from home and not commute hours each day and be around my family more. It's just kind of a no-brainer. Then there's the whole expectation that, oh, you're working from home now. So you need to make sure that you are working and getting a bunch of stuff done, logging hours on your computer and doing all these tasks and stuff. Because I kind of think that management expected people to be doing much less work when they would work from home, especially with kids and distractions and all that. But all those things are life. That's that's normal. I think my wife actually put in more hours working from home than she did when she was in the office. When she worked in the office every day, she was gone by 7.15 and then she would take that 
almost hour commuting to work and then she wouldn't get home until almost six o'clock every night and she hardly saw the kids she was exhausted she she wasn't happy um and then and then the pandemic came and then she started uh, the work from home stuff and she was still working from 7:30 to who knows when in the evening if she had stuff to do or had tasks to do it didn't really matter what time it was she could just pick up the iPad or the work computer and and punch out emails and do whatever and it could be 10 o'clock at night you know and there was even a time I saw her take conference calls literally back to back to back I I witnessed it and went from an iPad call to a phone call right back to an iPad call it was it was crazy no time for breaks no time for eating lunch no time for anything and I think she felt that there was this expectation to do more work since you're working from home to show that, hey, I'm still going above and beyond in my role. I'm still doing my job. I'm still being very productive, which is good. That's a good work ethic to have. And and she was home. That was great. But she wasn't really there. She wasn't really part of the, the family. I got to see her more. The kids got to see her more. But she was so busy, there wasn't much interaction. And uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't it wasn't good for her. She wasn't she wasn't happy. It just wasn't good. And what did she end up doing? She ended up quitting that job. She found another job that had a much better work-life balance. And she's just a much happier person after doing that. And it's just amazing. So yeah, so I don't know. I don't I don't know why I'm talking about all this. I wanted to kind of find out what the deal was with all these jobs and this transition and this great resignation. But I think we kind of know why. Do you remember the motto when, when we were younger, if you're around my age, and it was just, uh, just be happy you have a job? Do you ever remember hearing that or hearing people say that? I do, back when I was young and growing up. It was, you get a job, you work, you make money. End of story. Or you go to college, you get a job, you make money. End of story, right? But now with the internet and technology and Zoom and, and Teams and and Skype and social media and I think a lot of a lot of things shifting to more of a, a follow your dreams or or quit your day job and do your side hustle and follow your dreams or do what you love or finding a job that fits your lifestyle or do something that you're actually happy with you know working from home or doing freelance or whatever it is maybe you start an only fans I don't know but I think a lot of people have realized that they don't need some of these regular jobs that they don't need to work and be unhappy they can do other things that's that's what I think so what's an employer to do now I'm not here to give advice to employers I highly doubt I have employers really listening to this very small show but in general, what do what do employers do? What how do they how do they retain people? Does it boil down to just pay more, offer benefits or better benefits? I know some employers are offering tuition assistance or some sort of paid education, so that's that's kind of nice, especially with these lower level or transitional jobs. Something else to entice people to come work there. You know, get it get an employee in and say, "Okay, you can I'll pay you to be here and Here's some tuition money and you go to college and then after two or three years you quit my job and you transition into something else and then another kid comes in 
and works for me and I help pay his college and so on and so forth and it's this cycle and that's good, right? I don't know. I mean, they're raising the wage up to 15-ish in certain areas, but that can't just keep happening. They can't just keep raising the wage. What does that do to the end product? I mean, before we know it, we're going to spend $20 for a Big Mac. Maybe we already do. I don't know. And as far as higher level jobs, the pandemic kind of opened the door to the use of Zoom and Teams and all that stuff for the go-to option for FaceTime with colleagues and meetings and meeting with your team and all that stuff. And I think these big companies need to realize that this is sustainable and doable and it's necessary. We don't need to go back to the old way. I mean, look at me. Look at me talking about all this white-collar stuff when I've never had a white-collar job in my life. But I believe it. I do. I saw it with my own eyes in my own house with my own wife. People don't need to commute hours and hours every single day. They don't need to be gone on work trips for days and days and days away from their families, all that stuff. I think we're living in new times. I mean, some jobs, sure, you have to do those things, you know, but other ones, flying across the country to go for a meeting or flying, driving to a town to do a meeting, you know, I don't, I don't think that's necessary anymore. All right, so I don't even know where I was going with today's episode. Sorry, it uh, literally has nothing to do with kids or anything. Maybe a little bit on the family dynamic, but I don't know, whatever. It happens. I was actually going to get into the discussion of college and free college. And actually, I read this article in Inc. magazine online with Elon Musk. And he was talking about college and it was uh, talking about his hiring strategies and stuff. I kind of want to get into that, but that'll be for another day. I also wanted to talk about why I think textbooks are a freaking scam, but that'll all have to wait. Anyways, yeah, we are uh, in a new age, I think. We are in an area that we have so many options for careers and life and whatnot that people don't need to be miserable in their jobs anymore. It's kind of funny, though, that an unemployed guy is talking about this, right? That's, that's kind of ironic. But people aren't here for long, you know? Shit can happen at the drop of a hat, and then what? Then you're gone. You, you worked hard, you struggled, you... You slug through years of unhappiness for a company or entity that didn't really care about you. And and for what? To be replaced? Really? I just don't want people to waste years doing something because they just think that's the way it's supposed to be done. Life is short, you know. Uh, Hug your kids. Hug your parents. You don't know when shit can change. So one day I'm going to tell my kids that stuff too. Do what makes you happy. And, uh... Remember that we don't live to work, if you know what I mean. You know the whole saying. So, All right, so until next time, thank you for uh, sticking around on this one, listening to me talk about stuff I know nothing about. Uh, please subscribe, share, rate this podcast. That would be cool. Go to Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen, and just go down and rate and, and leave an honest review and let me know what you think. Or do it wherever you listen. So, anyways, reach out to me on Instagram at VegasRamer or through Podbean.com. Let me know kind of what you think of all this crap I talked about. Am I reading those reports correctly? I don't know. Check them out. See what you think. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy. 
I don't even know how to spell Peloton. So, anyways, grab this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, as well as Spotify. And I will see you next week.